Michelle Constant on SAFM. So we're going to go into a story that we think is something, it's not something we've been reading about or that we've seen or that we've heard, but it's just something that um, a couple of us were talking about this week and about how we look at reward with young people, particularly a reward in school. You get to the end of school and each year at the end of the year, it becomes all about the awards and the results. And this is especially for metric students. So uh, someone who's first in class gets the award or someone who does great at this gets the award. But what happens to the child who is uh, doing something slightly different? Maybe last year they were failing all year and only getting 32%. I'm not sure if you can fail with 32%. Oh, I think it's 33% you pass. I, I'm, I, let me not comment on that because I'm not sure. <laughs> but what happens if you're failing with 25% but you manage in a year to figure it out and get to 42%? That's when you should be rewarding and awarding for sure. To talk about this a little further, we've got Heather Blackensee on the line. She's the head of the college at uh, Sacred College, uh, Sacred Heart College. And uh, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle, for this opportunity to talk about this really, really important topic. Is it 33%? Well, I think it depends. Um, it can be 30%. It can be 40%. It depends on the subject. And yeah. Um, in some instances it can be 25 so depends on which grade you're talking about and um, which subject okay so let's look at this because it, it it was a conversation as I say that I had with a friend earlier this week and I th- thought it was a very valuable one because there is this idea that uh, the people that get rewarded and awarded are often the people who are ahead of the game anyway and for sure, that that deserves to be uh, rewarded. But as we say, what about the person who is failing dismally but somehow applies their mind or gets the support they need and is able to make that difference? Talk to us a little bit about that space. Certainly. So obviously there's a place for what we might call conventional measures and determiners of success. Um, obviously a matric certificate um, is about access. And these are about uh, recognizing uh, excellence. But excellence can also be measured in something that we talk about um, when we use the phrase learning gains. Hmm. We measure success by looking at how much um, a, a student has actually traveled, the distance they've traveled or improved, either within the context of their academics, um, just uh, personal development, and also around critical Solving and that sort of thing. But critically for us, it's about celebrating that child who does move very specifically from, as you quite rightly um, said, a 32% to a 42%. That is a massive, massive um, uh, increase. Yeah. So it's critically important to be able to help them to understand that is like getting a distinction um, you know, at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have the conventional uh, sort of celebration. So I suppose there are two questions there. And the first question would be, how do we help a child get from 32 to 42? And then the second question is, who is and are you celebrating those particular children as well? Absolutely. So at Sacred Heart College, we have something called the, the journey to success. 
And what we do is we we have a meeting um, in the beginning of the year, around about February, once everybody's settled. And it's a meeting with the parent, the student, and their tutor. And um, they set their goals for the year. And those goals range across a whole lot of things. So it's around the academics, their sport, um, their involvement at school, but they're also personal development goals. And then those goals are then worked towards with the tutor and the student, and there's a report back at the end of, of the first term. And so the very first part of that meeting is around celebrating the successes, celebrating that shift. Uh, in terms of a mark, in terms of the achievement, the fact that they've um, played in a particular team, and that is a celebration within um, the, the the sort of the the, tri- the educational triangle: the parent, the tutor, and the and the um, student. We also every Friday have a, a staff meeting where we have um, celebrations around children in a particular grade and children um, and teachers who've, who've made a difference or yeah. any staff member. So you're creating a, a sort of a language that speaks to success in a different way. So that's really important as well. So um, that's, your first, that's your first step is to, is to help parents and students and even teachers in some instances understand that that shift in the, the students' marks in their involvement in activities, in in dealing with a particular diff- a particularly difficult personal challenge, that is a measure of success. You know, you talk about speaking to success in a different way, and I forget the book, but um, Ben and and I think his partner's name was Rose. Or, uh, I stand to be corrected, but they they worked specifically in the uh, music sector and were educationalists. And one of the things they said was exactly what you've noticed is that sometimes how we measure success is quite a traditional and old school, excuse the pun, way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And he suggested that, in fact, what happens if you give a child up front an A yes. and that from there they work their way down or they hold on to the A? So that instead of them thinking they have to work their way up the whole time, it's about holding on to something and staying in that space. What would your take be on that? Mm. Yes, uh, in fact, um, we spent a bit of time with Benjamin Zander and the that's art of possibilities. Yes. Um, because that's exactly, um, uh, you know, so it's an important philosophy. The difficulty is that the world struggles with that um, as, as a measure. So sadly, they're still asking for the, you know, sort of the X number of, of percentages so that they can say, all right, you've made it, you can come and study at this particular university. But um, that's something that you work on um, throughout the year. So whether you give a child 100% or you give them space to make mistakes, uh-huh. I think that's really what, um, what, what the art of possibility is about. Um, so uh, there are a couple of things. One of the rules is don't take yourself too damn seriously. Um, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And I think that, yeah. And the other thing really is that um, if you can create an environment where students and 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 anybody is prepared to take a, a chance and to make a mistake and know that that mistake is actually a first attempt in learning. Um, then in actual fact, um, you, it's effectively like you've given them 100%. So um, I think it's about creating spaces 
where you can make mistakes, that you can fail without it having a significant um, consequence for you. Now, I know when I say that to parents, they have a nervous breakdown because they think, um, you're encouraging my child to fail. And I'm, I definitely am not. I'm challenging their children to, to really um, see what they are capable of in a place that's not, not uh, judgmental and, isn't, isn't and doesn't it, have... Isn't it ironic? Because if you think about it, when we look at all the entrepreneurial um, literature, they're endlessly telling us that it's fine to fail and you should fail fast and, and failing mm. is... So it's like you're fine to do it as an adult, but you're not allowed to do it as a child. Well, that's the irony. I mean, the pressure put on matric learners um, and schools to have this 100% pass rate, and I do think that is the gold standard, but nobody bats an eye when um, more than 50%, in fact, more than that, um, uh, those students fail first year university. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah. Um, uh, because it's, it's, it's part of the psyche. It's part of, oh, you know, sort of that, that, that's what happens. Um, whereas at matric, the, 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 the devastation um, to the child, the, the burden that one child carries because they may have messed up that 100% pass rate yeah. is phenomenal. Um, and, the, and the burden that children carry um, because they haven't got the distinctions that their parents expect them to have yeah. um, or they themselves expect to have. So we really do, you know, as I say, I appreciate the fact that we have to have conventional measures um, in terms of access. But I think we've got to supplement that um, and acknowledge um, that there are other ways of measuring success and then to put strategies in place to create those opportunities for success. So it does come down to measurement, and I made a little note of that here. And as we close off, and if you had to advise parents slightly differently and say, when you go into next year, here's another, uh, an alternative. So if we look at the JSE and then we look at Altex, which is an alternative stock exchange, <laughs> here's another way of measuring your child. Um, what would you suggest to them? Kindness, I really would, citizenship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think every single human being wants acceptance. Yeah. They want to have a sense of belonging and they want to feel loved. And once they feel that, um, whether you accept their results in a way, so, so a lot of parents open that report and the first thing they, they zoom in on is the poor result. Mm. So what I want to say is celebrate the successes first mm. and then find the space a little bit later to say, okay, now talk to me about um, how, you know, how did you achieve the success? Now, how do we, you know, and how did you feel about this mark? And what do we do about it? Um, yeah. You know, so, so it's, 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 it's suspend your judgment. Yeah, suspend your judgment. Heather, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Heather Black and C, she's the head of college at Sacred Heart College. And uh, I do have to laugh. Lucky from Pretoria sending us a message. Lucky, you're obviously a scientist. And Lucky's saying the easiest way to improve learning performance is to make teaching more practical and dealing with abstract concepts, especially like in a subject like chemistry. So Lucky says, for instance, the topic of hydrogen as an energy source, you could understand it as that of somebody needing a partner to have a stable marriage. Elements in the periodic table have what it is called of valencies, and those unpaired electrons in the outer valencies react more because they need to form compounds. So you see, Lucky teaching us something new. That's what I do 